Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. As always, before we get into our topic for today, we, we want to remind you that we love your feedback as listeners. So if you've got questions about today's episode... We you, got answers. We always strive to answer your questions. Um, if you have ideas... For future episodes, we need your ideas. <laughs> there Please. are there are two easy ways to contact us. You can email us, or you can tweet to us if you're on Twitter. Email address: Father Ignition at sfdiocese.org. Uh, oh, whoa, no, excuse me, excuse me, SF Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, <laughs> see, we gotta have some brand continuity here. Who's in charge of this brand, brand continuity? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I blew that, listeners. So uh, email us. That's what happens when you try to say things from memory and not from the script. There we go. Uh, email us using the email address ignition at sfcatholic.org. Can we claim the domain name, SF Diocese, just out of... I don't know. I should check and see if it's okay. available. Uh, S as in Sue, F as in Falls, Catholic as in, well, you know, .org. You can also tweet at us using the Twitter handle at SF Diocese. Yes. And that's the ampersand... Uh, no, not no, it's not. What's it called? What's the actual I name? For I it? don't know what that's called. Oh man, the at sign. The at <laughs> sign. Well, it used to be called something before it was the at sign. I know it did. Uh, Ansit. Is that an Ansit? Is that what that is? It could be. These Useless are the things that know listeners of Ignition that you're dying to know. So tweet at us at SF Diocese hashtag Ignition to filter through all the other tweets we get. Um, what is this? <laughs> At sign is called. what Wikipedia first tells me. Really? Yeah. Commercial at. Hmm. <clears throat> Anyways. Commercial at. That's interesting. Find out more. Oxfordwords.blog. We're not here talking about punctuation. We're not here talking about y'all. There is some dead space there. Lots of dead space. <laughs> uh, who are these two well, Yahoo's. I'm uh, Father Andrew Dick. Did you use Yahoo for that search? Yahoo. I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. I'm originally from South Dakota. I'm uh, the priest director of the Pope Pius XII Newman Center at serving the community of SDSU. Ears up. And I'm also the pastor of St. Paul's in White. I am Chris Bergwald, originally from Minnesota. Thank you for having me. Um, the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with and for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and also husband of 17 years to Jermaine and father to our five children. Five of them. You said five children. Yeah, I know, but husband to Jermaine for 17 years, husband or father to my... <laughs> to five of your children. To five, yes, it, it, it just... The, 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 five of the five. It, it, the five of the, yeah, yeah. I, I did something with Jermaine that I was trying to do with the kids, and it wasn't working, and I didn't like it. Okay. Yep. So apparently the at sign is really just called an at sign. That's what I said to begin with. Because it was a uh, originated as a scribe's quick way of writing the Latin word ad, A-D, meaning at, especially in lists of prices of commodities. Uh, so, like, uh, we sold 15 tables at uh, 35 pounds each. Oh, sure. Yeah, yep. that makes sense. So apparently this is Oxford here, so. Thanks. Yep. 
That's that's why you listen to Ignition, dear listeners. We know we know the truth. In Hungarian, they refer to it as the maggot. And the truth will set you free. And the Welsh refer to it as the snail. Thank you, Father Dickinson. Yeah. For color commentary. And monkey tail in Afrikaans. We're not here to talk about monkey tails no. or punctuation. Nope. Although uh, we just talk about odd things at the beginning of Ignition. I mean, let's face it. Don't be something you're not. It's true. It's true. Embrace be true it. to yourself. Um, to thine own self, be true. We are going to talk today um, for reals about this is part of our, our ongoing series on, on on texts of the Bible, books of the Bible. Great text messages of the Bible. Well, because not every um, piece that's in the Bible, every every piece of literature in the Bible is a book. Some of them are letters, like the one we're talking about today. Uh, good point. By good the point. way. Father Dickinson, as 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 the Bible guru that you are, oh, no. as oh, we've no. established, no, no, this is uh, Bishop Robert Barron had a great analogy uh, that I loved. It just is it's a pithy, concise way to make a point that usually I take paragraphs to explain. Uh, people say, well, "Well, how do you read the Bible? Or do you read the Bible literally?" Or questions like that. And his point was, "Well, do you read the library literally?" Oh, I love I love that. Yeah, because his point is, you go, you, you, well, you read the, you go to the library and you read the book based on the genre of the book. The same thing is true with sacred scripture. It's actually a collection, Bible from Biblia, plural. Um, it's a collection of documents, all of them which are inspired, but they're of different genres. And just as in the library, you, you, you might read some parts books in the library literally, others you know they're met metaphorically. So true, with sacred scripture based on the genre of the text, uh, you read it accordingly. I, 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 th- I thought that was a great way, as I said, a concise, pithy way to make that point that I just spent paragraphs on. Yeah, that's just that's dare we say brilliant, brilliant. So, um, so we're talking today about uh, St. Paul's second letter to, to St. Timothy. Because one um, just wasn't enough. Yeah. One letter to Timothy. You yeah. Mean. Oh, I thought you meant one episode on this, this, this letter wasn't enough. No, no, no. One, le- one episode is enough on this letter. It is. Uh, but as a letter, it's, it's not a long letter. We do take it literally, though, because it's a letter. It's, it's not uh, poetry. Right. It's not um, mythical writing. But it's even but literal. even within the text of it itself, if he were to speak in a uh, metaphorical fashion, we would pick up to the fact that he's picking, reading, uh, writing in metaphor or allegory or parable. We would pick up that that's how he's writing in that stretch of words. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. As we read it literarily. Literarily. I was just teaching with my RCIA class last night. Very well. Very yeah, they liked it a lot. Good explanation. So this is, um, uh, this episode on Second Timothy is number 287 of Ignition. Um, back in 275, we spoke about, it's been 12 episodes, Father, since we talked about the first letter. Zounds. Yeah. So That's what happens when you miss. <laughs> yeah, we had. Uh, we misrecorded. Some, yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Mishap. Uh, there have been some mishaps on Ignition from time to time. Our engineer is wonderful, though. It was not our Fantastic. engineer's fault. Fantastic. It most certainly was not our engineer's fault. Most definitely not ever. Um, the source of a- and if any way he thinks that we thought it was his fault, uh, I will offer him a candy bar if he asks me for it. <laughs> I just want to see if the engineer listens to like the whole broadcast or not. Yeah, uh, we'll find out if he asks you for the candy bar. I know. Listen. listen. If anybody knows the engineer, the engineer of the show yeah, don't is, tell the engineer. don't tell him that we just did that. Yeah, if you listen, uh, if you know the engineer, don't tell him. We want to see if he like listens or not. We're, we're gonna unless he can like listen through the walls. I don't know. Will, well, we're loud enough that could easily happen. Um, 
So we're looking at St. Paul's second letter to Timothy. Again, as we say often, a lot of our, our background information that we'll be sharing with you today comes from the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible, New Testament, um, authored by Dr. Scott Hahn and Curtis Mitch. The in, in, For me, it, it, it's my top recommendation for a one-volume commentary on the, quote-unquote, books of the New Testament. So, um, again, a lot of what we said Back in episode 275 about First Timothy will apply in the second letter as well, but we'll share a few things um, with you about this letter. So, Father, who's the author of St. Paul's letter to, second letter to Timothy? Could it be St. Paul? Could be. Could be. Could very well be. Um, with, uh, so along with First Timothy and Titus, uh, these are mm. known uh, as Paul's pastoral epistles. Because he's writing to them about the pastoral ministry of being an overseer or bishop. Bishop, exactly. Yep. So all three of these letters, First Timothy and Titus, all claim to be written by Paul. Uh, and the early church accepted that. Uh, it wasn't until the last century or two that modern scholarship started to question, well, did St. Paul really write it? Um, and it's still ongoing. But if you look at Sinda 275, um, we, we talked there about how you know, I think there's good reasons to think yep. to accept the early yep. church's testimony. Uh, as you and I, Father, have said before about a lot of these questions, our faith does not hinge on who the actual author of this Correct. letter is, but you and I both happen to think that it was Paul. Right. Well, I'm just going to take the early church's word for it. Right. 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 And the letter is itself word for it. <laughs> now, what did you say about in the last episode? What what was it about? Better grammar <laughs> equals what? No, tell me. I don't know. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to listen to 286 to pick up on what that reference meant, dear listener. So uh, in this letter, though, some of the specifics, specifically with regard to dating the letter, Paul refers in this letter to being a prisoner in Rome. And we know historically that he was imprisoned there twice, um, roughly from 60 to 62 and then again in 67, um, when he was ultimately martyred, beheaded. 60 to 62 is when he's going there at the end of Acts of the Apostles, correct? Uh, yes. Yep. yep. And then apparently he had, he was freed for some time, but then re-imprisoned and then ultimately... Is that supposed to when he might have gone to Spain? I don't think he ever actually ever got there. Okay. That was his desire, but never... As just tradition. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, Spanish so, claims. Exactly. Uh, First Timothy... Uh, his first letter to Timothy was probably written between those two imprisonments. Second Timothy was probably written during the second imprisonment, again, which was right before his martyrdom. Um, so, Father, let's talk a little bit, though, about who Timothy, the recipient of both of these letters, was. So, uh, we know from the Acts of the Apostles that he's a member of the missionary team. He's a native of uh, Asia Minor. Uh, but instant, like more interesting would be some of his spiritual background. Right. And we talked a little bit more about some of the geographical background, yep. but kind of his spiritual background. He was instructed in the Old Testament by his Jewish mother, Eunice. Right. And she's mentioned in Acts of the Apostles I or in First so. Timothy? I think I think Acts. Ah. All right, I'll find out. I'll find out. Okay. I can do searches. You can't. Okay. And so. Um, can you do searches while you're talking? Yeah, I think I can. <laughs> and so. Uh, oh, that sounds like a challenge. But interestingly, so Dr. Bergwald, when it says his Jewish mother, what does that imply about his father? That his father was not Jewish. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. See, there's a pause there because you're searching. I know. Well, I, I was hoping you're going to cover for me while I did the uh, well, search, yeah. but you know, well, you said you could do both things at the same time. I was, and it was a challenge. I was. Well, that was part of me doing both things at the oh, same time was wow. getting you to like fill wow. in that space. Wow. You know, and so, but uh, what am I going to say? The uh, 
So, right. So his mother. So, but what does that mean for whether or not he's a true uh, descendant of Abraham? Oh, right. Yeah. Pagan Gentile father. And Jewish mother. Gen- equals Gentile. Right. So therefore, uh, he's not, uh, in Jewish minds, in Jewish eyes, he wouldn't be seen as a true Jew. Right. Which is why there's instance where he ends up getting uh, circumcised uh, as an adult. Yep. Because uh, in order to not offend the Jewish community that they're seeking to evangelize. At Paul's direction and yep. exhortation. Paul, the author of Galatians. What? The, exactly. Come on, Paul. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Oh, that was very serious. I don't think I it was know, flippant at all. I know, I know. <laughs> so, but, uh, so he spent most of his uh, time at Paul's side as kind of Paul's right-hand man. Uh, in fact, St. Paul identifies him as the co-sender of six of his letters. Right. Do you know which ones? Uh, not off the top of my head. Neither no. do I. Nope. And so. Uh, but uh, before then, Timothy kind of graduated. What? Or got his own place as a bishop. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently. Yep. I mean, because then he's writing to right. him and with pastoral instructions. Yep. And so, yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's kind of what Timothy in that way. Yeah. Um, well, like, how did St. Paul look at him? How did he, was he like this like annoying hanger on? <laughs> well, uh, I think the fact that he um, uh, lists him as co-sender for six of the letters, I think gives some indication of, of, of how Paul thought of him. That is highly um, and as, as a dear friend, um, truly a brother in Christ, uh, and, and in some ways, probably a spiritual son, I think more mm. even so than, so in fact, you know, down to this day, father, you know, we, we, both you and I, um, uh, in, in our ministry or lay ordained, uh, work of discipleship, um, we hear a lot about Paul Timothy relationships in the right. world and work of discipleship, uh, reflecting the to me the relationship that the Paul and the Timothy actually had to the richness of their relationship. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So, um, anything else, Father, about who His Timothy background? was that you think we should discuss, or should we move uh, on? I don't know. We mentioned last time that he's like probably the first uh, uh, bishop of Ephesus. A little maybe unassertive because Saint Paul is always trying to urge him on. Right. But you could also listen to a little more on it listeners if you go back to episode 275 of ignition this is episode 287 of ignition a broadcast for the new evangelization with dr chris bergwald your host and i your lonely co your lowly co-host father andrew dickinson no 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 no. you are the color commentator which is even better being than being the co-host but it doesn't sound as smooth oh well make it smooth make it smooth Aren't you just throwing your hosting responsibilities around there? Make it so. Do what I want because I'm the host. Uh, if We would like you, listeners, though, if you have feedback or questions or ideas for future episodes to email us. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you could tweet at us. At sfdiocese. Use the hashtag ignition. Let's get to the heart of Second Timothy. What do you think? That sounds good. Okay. What is the <laughs> I, one thing I want to point out, uh, well, this gets to the heart. Um, why did St. Paul write this letter to him? Um, what, when you read the letter, by the way, as we always say, Father, when it comes to these documents. Yep. Read, read it. Read it. Just read, read it. it. Hopefully, read this, it. hopefully this will be a helpful introduction to your actually reading the text. Yeah, I hope we don't spoil your desire to read <laughs> the actual text Please of the Bible. That would be not what we're, we're going to despite do. Despite our own, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so St. Paul is, is encouraging Timothy and actually come at calling him to come to Rome. Right. To leave Ephesus and come to Rome. Uh, so, so Timothy, as Father had said earlier, was at this, by this point likely the bishop of Ephesus, and therefore Timothy was most likely still there. Um, we have no idea whether or not uh, Timothy ever actually got to Rome, do we? We don't. We don't. And so uh, that's interesting. Like, I wonder where his, because uh, we have his, uh, um, what do you call them? We have his uh, relics. relics. And, uh, but whether, I mean, I wonder if Butler's Lives of the Saint would probably cover that pretty well. I have no idea. Anyways. Okay. So. So the heart of the letter though, why, why Paul is writing it to Timothy. Um, in many ways, um, second Timothy, when you read it, you'll see this, it reads like last will and testament. Yeah. So I mean, he's probably very aware of what's going on and where his trajectory is heading in that way. Right. Which is kind of when you write the last word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so he's he's asking Timothy at this point to take up his own mantle, um, sharing with Timothy his own wisdom and preparing him for the struggles that he will face just as Paul has. Yeah, just kind of really pushing him out the door in that regard um, of, of like calling him into the thick of the fight, if you will. Right, yeah. right. Which is, I mean, and that's a very, that's an important job for mentors in that way. And that's an important part, even I think of like parenting in that regard, is that is, is that need to kind of call your children into the reality of where they're at. Right. I think of, um, I love talking to confirmation students about how in the ritual confirmation, there used to be a slap. Right. Yes. You know, and uh, oh my goodness. Well, no, I mean, think about, and there's actually, I mean, in our sports culture, there's good analogies for that, that when you first get into a game, you're kind of not really in the game till you get your first contact yep. in that way. And not that St. Timothy's been necessarily not in the game, but St. Paul is really just urging him, like, you know, this is real. Right. And St. Paul urges that to any of us who listen uh, to read St. Timothy, that this is real. It's not a game. It's not fake. It's not practice. Uh, this is real, and uh, time runs out, and you will not know when the end will come. No, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike a game where the clock's right. ticking. Uh, well, unless it's soccer. Right. Because you have stoppage time. You just remember the game's going to end. Baseball is the most Catholic of games, Father. You say that. Lots of people say that. I'm not even a huge baseball fan. Lots of people say lots of things. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) So, Father, what's interesting to me about, so this this exhortation. uh, Oh, yeah. So what's he trying to exhort him to then? Right. Yeah. So what, what's interesting to me in particular is Paul emphasizes. So again, as as we've been saying, as you've just been emphasizing, Paul's last will and testament, passing things on to Timothy, encouraging him, exhorting him, and he focuses on doctrine, teaching, mm. and transmitting it, handing it on, teaching it effectively without changing it. And I, I, I I'm struck by that because I think Father in, in our culture. Uh, Christian culture in general in this country, um, doctrine is poo-pooed a little bit. Right. That uh, we don't need, like, while this, con- and while this concern about right thinking. Right, right, right. Just just love Jesus and that's enough. Just give him a Jesus. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and there's certainly some truth to that, and you can, you can overdo it. I mean, doctrine is not the heart of our faith. Um, our relationship with Christ is, but doctrine allows us to have that relationship. Yeah. Doctrine flows from that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and St. Paul, so we see St. Paul emphasizing the importance of the transmission of sound doctrine in this letter. Um, 
as as he as he says, it, you referred to Galatians earlier. Paul was very clear in Galatians that doctrine is not for him. The gospel is not for him or anyone else to change. Right. And we see that again in the second letter to Timothy. That importance of the stability of doctrine that we can't just uh, we have we have to we have to be true to the person of Jesus Christ in this way and true to his teaching. So we can't just uh, adapt and change. Uh, everything depending on the circumstances or our situation or the recipient that we want to win over. Right. That we won't sacrifice who Jesus is and what he taught in order just to win someone. Right, exactly. And Paul says in, in, in this letter that those who defend the truth will suffer. Mm. He doesn't promise that it's all going to work out, that they will suffer, but they, w- but they can and will endure just as he himself did. Yeah. Boy, that's, but that's, uh, I think, didn't we have that in our last Sunday's gospel, possibly? Or last Sunday, well, I mean, we're recording this right now during the 28th week of Ordinary Time. But I feel like we might have had this uh, reading from Second Timothy in uh, oh, oh, the Sunday at mass? reading. Yeah, okay. yep. yeah we may not have the gospel, that. excuse me, but uh, yeah, the Sunday reading. Yeah, it was Second Timothy. Yeah, Second. we talked about the gospel, which is Christ risen from the dead. I remember that. So, so Father, we've got about five, six minutes left. Um, what are some of your favorite passages? My first favorite passage is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. What? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Why? Read it. Well, what were we asking earlier? <laughs> what? We were asking earlier, where do we get the name of his mother? Oh, it, yeah, yeah. It's in chapter one, verse five. It's right there. So there you go. I, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm confident lives also in you. Yep. What a compliment. Yep. Yep. What a gentleman, St. Paul. Yes, he is. Yep. Uh, so sorry. Anyways, excuse me. Uh Wow, you don't remember how we started the what show. What else? Uh, I really liked Second uh, Timothy two, chapter two. Okay, uh, which is I think we've already kind of talked about that uh, a moment ago uh, with the idea of um, that resistance and that uh, entrusting of the faith, and also with the idea of uh, where church teaching comes from. Right. So, like I was talking about my RCIA class, you know, we talk about that the three sources of divine revelation are scripture tradition and the magisterium and this really points to that idea of uh the tradition right, right so right. what you heard from me through many witnesses entrust to faithful people who have ability to teach others as well the thing that i like about this we talked about discipleship earlier this oh, yeah, is yeah. often used in that context where paul is telling timothy not just to teach it to others but teach others to teach it to others as well right teaching teachers how to teach exactly yep do that although Someone once said, my, you know, those who can't, or those who can do, those who can't teach and those who can't teach, teach teaching. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. That was harsh. That was harsh. Wow. And so, uh, and so, and I, I, I know many wonderful educational experts and I love them. Uh, <laughs> what else father? You have another passage. Yeah. Uh, so second Timothy man. three, uh, 15 to 16 and so, because these are the ones like really usually touted by our Protestant brothers and sisters to support their uh, doctrine of sola scriptura. Right. Sola scriptura means that they uh, they look to scripture alone as their authority. Yeah, that the sole authority of faith is the faith is the scriptures themselves. Right. And so they'll quote this. Uh, from the in, from infancy, you, Timothy, have known the sacred scriptures, which are capable of giving you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. P. 
period. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutations, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that one who belongs to God may be competent, equipped for every good work. So it's a beautiful passage. Um, we could spend a lot of time yeah. talking about what, what it does mean, more importantly, what it doesn't mean. Why does it strike you so much? Well, again, just uh, it strikes me because I heard and encountered Christians using this as a way to justify sola scriptura, right. which as Catholics we disagree with. And uh, and I don't think that this verse itself says that it's only scripture alone that you look to because we just had like Second Timothy 2.2 2 that talked about Paul's teaching. Right. Um, but also just, uh, I think, also to remember too that the scriptures he's talking about are the Old Testament. Right. Right. Because there was no list, no canon of New Testament scriptures at the time that St. Paul's writing a personal letter to Timothy. And I think that's especially worth noting when he says why you sh- we should read it. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And there, again, as you're saying, Paul is just talking about the Old Testament, yep. even apart from the Gospels and the other letters. Right. And so, uh, but, 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 you know, it's, it's, we get this catch-22 sometimes as a Catholic. We're like, well, it's not sola scriptura, but scripture's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but it is awesome, and and, and you want to read it and use it and things like right. that. Yep, right, right, yep, yep. yeah. I think there's something to be said there because I think I, I do think that on the ground, if you will, for many lay Catholics over the decades, they avoided re- uh, reading the Bible because that's something that Protestants do. Well, th- don't fall into that trap. Right, avoid that if yep. you can. Yep. One more, Father, in the couple minutes we have left. Yeah, so Second uh, Timothy chapter four, verses one to five. His uh, solemn charging of Timothy to uh, to uh, uh, teach uh, to be about the kingdom of God and the kingly power of Jesus Christ, and, uh, just very beautiful and kind of what you had talked about there of or what you had talked about earlier as Saint Paul is urging Timothy to really embrace uh, his pastoral mission. Yeah, there's that line. Uh, there will come a time when people will not endure sound teaching, but mm-hmm. having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own likings and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander into myths. Yep. Ouch. Itching ears. I don't have itching ears. That's great. You have ins- I have insatiable curiosity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, literally with itching ears. There we go. Oh, there you go. So the tendency that we have to, well, hear the things that we want to hear. Oh, yeah. And, and I think uh, preachers in particular, priests and so on, um, even I as a lay, lay, lay man working for the church teaching, um, I encounter this. People don't want to hear the truth sometimes. And also, I think that's one of the great things for us as Catholics that we have this cycle of readings yeah. that I can't just get locked into what I want to preach about. Yep. I'm going to preach about the Book of Romans this month, which would be nice in some ways to lock. But at the same time now, I have to like follow the word of God in that regard. Right. And so, uh, and also too, like how we want to read the scriptures to ourselves Yep. in that sense. And we, we told you to read them, but not to read them in an isolated way. Don't read them isolated from other scriptures. Don't read it isolated from the teachings of the church and other matters. And that way you, you could manifest itching ears. But do read it. But do read it. And that wraps up, wraps, up, wraps up this episode of Ignition. Again, email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag Ignition with any ideas, questions, or topics for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you and keep you and your families, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.